Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utopia podcast. I'm your host, Jim Chisholm, and I'm joined by examiner stalwart Rory Benson and podcast polygamist Alistair Bell. That's not actually a reference to his regular appearances on Thrice Champions, by the way. He genuinely has four wives. Um, <laughs> you need to make any phone calls now. This is going out live, just so you know. Um, today we'll be asking whether Gagan Preston has had its day on the banks of the Calder before previewing next Saturday's battle with Crystal Palace. So let's dive right in. This has been a hot topic debate. Has David Wagner compromised on his principles of high-pressing, aggressive football in favour of a, a more traditional, compact, defensive setup? And if so, is that is that good? Is that bad? Is it going to work? Rory, we'll start with you. I don't think it's either good or bad. Um, I think it's necessary in the Premier League against some teams to, to maybe take some of that sort of aggressive nature away from it I think depending on the team I think with City you kind of we saw maybe we went too far away from the game and pressing and we saw that they didn't get into City's face gave them too much space gave them too much time on the ball and when you've got quality like that they are inevitably going to score six, seven goals against you you know it could be upwards of ten against some teams this year I think personnel was a big issue against City as well wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. City was Stankovic playing midfield as well yeah, yeah. that confused me just looking at that and Sabiri was just playing really just, yeah yeah he was no there offense, yeah. he turned up yes. <laughs> but I, I don't know I think although I would agree that the personnel wasn't great against City uh, and people were playing out of position there still needs to be, like we saw against Man United in the first season in the Premier League, the, the, for De Poitras' goal, the way they steal the ball high up the pitch and then spring the counter straight away through Aaron Moy, that's, that is sort of the pinnacle of David Wagner's system there. That's how you win games as a gegenpressing side. And that's how you beat teams like Man United, teams who have spent way more money than anyone else. I think maybe we've gone slightly too far away from that and have shown a couple of the bigger teams too much respect and we aren't and town aren't trying to take the ball off them high up the pitch they're allowing them to sit there and kind of commit men forward and maybe counter once that they've committed that many men but it's not going to work when you've got you know millions of pounds worth of, of talent on the bench like city had um so yeah, to, to bring it back to your question, I do think town have changed. I think they have to change in certain games. I think maybe they've seen, especially at the end of last last year, where they changed and played big teams at the end and got points against them. Now they're thinking maybe we should play this a bit more often. And I don't think that's the way to go. I think let's keep trying to be aggressive, keep trying to take balls off teams high up the pitch, and you know that's the way you get goals when you're not really firing up front as well those mistakes where you're there to capitalise upon you know those goals can be crucial throughout the season Alistair what do you think? Yeah I think the way we played at the end of last season it worked because of the occasions and the whole team was very focused on that it was a very clear motivation for them and I think when you play sort of back against the walls back against the wall in those situations it's um, 
almost regardless of what system you play, it's uh, it's more likely to work really than when we've tried it at the beginning of this season. It's not been as clear the focus, and everyone's been expecting us to get trounced by City, and we did really. Um, but I think in terms of the yeah, I think we we do need to get back to the gig impression, especially at home. Cause I think the fans want to see it, and I think against um, in the home matches that we've we've seen so far, I think people have been a little underwhelmed. Especially Cardiff, about how we went about that game against Cardiff. The people would have liked to have seen a much more aggressive, sort of attacking performance. Really, um, sort of bottled it. So. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think Wagner in his, one of his press conferences um, would have. Um, I think he was saying he's like adapted to the Premier League since the Spurs game. But I think a lot of people have been saying it's fine doing that with the top three in the Premier League. But with everyone else, we should be taking it to them. Uh, away from home, I'm I'm fine to let Wagner pretty much do what he wants. Uh, just sort of play the occasion, really. Cause I think you have to do, you do have to do that when you've got all it like Robert was saying, multi million of pounds attacking you. You do have to look to their threats, really. I'm sure we're pleased to hear that you're uh, <laughs> you're um, going to willing to let him do what he wants away from home. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. But at home, yeah. it's it's up to me and yeah. the oh, of course, twenty yeah, few yeah. thousand who demand the massive performance. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it seems like there's there's two styles that have emerged towards the late end of last season and the beginning of this season one is where we play teams that might, might be a bit more defensive when they come to us like your Cardiffs your bottom 10 basically and it's very much focused on process and it's very slow laborious possession based football out from the back and it's very easy to defend against Cardiff being yeah. the, the case yeah. in point um, then when we're playing the top 10 um, and it's not the top six or the top three. It doesn't yeah. be the top ten. We're playing with three at the back, with you know wing backs tucked quite quite tightly in. Um, maybe three central midfielders, and it, and it really is a, a case of being compact. And I think the intent is to play counter attacking football, mm. but certainly in terms of execution, that doesn't work. And our transitions in both those styles are the problem. And it comes back to what you said against Man United when, when we sprung that counter-attack. We mm. don't do that anymore. And I think if, 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 if you look at it, I think that's because Raji Van La Parra yeah. has not been getting, getting a, a sniff like yeah. he, he was last season. I think as well, one thing that I think maybe has, has been to their detriment when they play that three at the back tight in system is the players that David Wagner is selecting in certain positions. I think if you're playing three at the back, you're sacrificing someone like Alex Pritchard, who is yeah. by far the most creative player in that team. Like, I don't think I can't remember the last time I saw him start when they played three at the back, and he tends to go a bit wider, and he has sort of two quicker men, maybe Dier Carby and Benza, Van La Parra yeah. and Benza, whoever, around the focal point of Mounier or De Plattre up front. The problem with that is, is that you're banking on one of your Sort of players with pace to be able to get around their man, get to the byline, and be able to cross it in when you're playing counter-attacking football. I don't think we haven't seen it really that many times, apart from maybe with Rajiv van der Parra, someone being able to beat their man and get to the byline in the Premier League, which is where I would say most of the the goals came from in the Championship. You know, the amount of times we saw Tommy Smith or Elias Kachunga getting down the right, and the other one mm. being in the middle for the cutback maybe we're not seeing them get forward enough and get to that byline and be able to cut it back and I think that's probably the purest form of Wagner football that we've seen so far because you can play that in the championship Yeah, I think a sort of side effect of us playing a bit defensive football I think 
on the players' mentality, they've become a bit cautious, a bit over-cautious. Uh, I think it's understandable when you go up to the Premier League. It's happened with my five-a-side team. We got promoted on Thursday. <laughs> oh my God, you can't use your five-a-side team. I certainly team can. And then we, we played, a, yeah, played a, the higher-level team uh, yesterday. And we, we got, went 3-1 up and then all of a sudden we just sort of came we went within ourselves. And I think a lot of town players might be doing that as well. <laughs> so it's <laughs> ridiculous. But I actually wrote the same thing down. I wrote five-a-side. I'm not about you. <laughs> Naf five aside team. I wrote down Tottenham style and mentality. So I think the first thing that happened with Tottenham is, is it did meant we we change our style or, or system for a lot of games. But I also think it had a massive impact on our mentality. A key kind of point or, or example of that, I would say, would be Cardiff. I think I, I turned turned to you and mm. said. Moy had got the, the ball he, he dispossessed someone and he had the ball on the right hand side and uh, we really should have been four on three Yeah. and there was Munir was on the edge of the box and he, he just had no options on there should have been a, there should have been Munir should be running in and he should have a second and third runner off him across the box yeah. but it just seemed like we don't take those risks anymore yeah. and I think part of the terrier mentality is yeah it's this small dog and it's aggressive it's back but it's also you know meant to be a small dog that takes yeah. on bigger dogs and yeah, it takes yeah. the risks and I don't think we're doing that anymore yeah. and I think it's a combination of a more conservative style of play or a more conservative system with a more cautious mentality I think if we carry on doing that we're not going to win the games that we need to win so the trouble is you look at West Brom um, say Stoke um, a lot of other of the last say ten years, mid table Premier League teams, they just tended to start being like like we what we were. When they came up they were playing free flowing nice football. After a few years they wanted to consolidate their position, start to become cautious. And once they did that they stopped picking up as many points, stopped taking the risk and if we're not careful we're gonna go down that same route a bit earlier. I think that's what you can see with Bournemouth. They're yeah. you know, mm. still doing well, still improving yeah. in the Premier League. They've, yeah. they've still got the hunger there still going, to, yeah. to, to keep producing. and mm. Maybe we need to see a, a bit more of that. Hopefully, you'd think if Town can stay up this year and then they have another summer of investment, at that point, the question has to be whether Town are still a small dog or whether after two or three seasons of Premier League money coming in and using that on players, whether mm. the mentality then has to change to okay we're an established Premier League side now we've got these players this is how we're going to attack every team yeah uh, is it is it is there enough ex- experience or games gone past for us to maybe start judging recruitment no not enough games yet I think once we get to sort of 7 to 10 games then we can see if the new signings are duds or not if they are duds, I think we're off down basically. I think because it would mean that we haven't improved on last year's team. We've actually got weaker. We've got rid of Tom Ince and we've brought in Diakabian and Benzer. And if they're if they're not cutting the mustard, then we're a weaker team than we were last year. And then yeah, we're off down. My, I, I think I'd agree that we that you have to wait for maybe yeah. ten ten games, especially because they've bought a lot from outside of the UK. So it's going to take them longer to sort of bed yeah. in and and whatever. My my slight worry about what we've seen so far is that the players that they've brought in have the same characteristics as the players that have gone but there's still no end product at the end well, of it. Yeah. I think that the key thing for me is that um, it looks it looks like Diakabi and, and, and Benzer and, and that was the problem wasn't it the, the wings were the, the, yeah. the, the problem for us last year we didn't create anything out wide 
in contrast to the championship where we yeah. got most of our luck. And it seems that they're very athletic players, but they don't seem any more technically gifted than the players we already have. Mm. And, and that is a worry. I, I also haven't really seen Diakabi get use his pace at all. Like if if we like we've seen it in pre season, we know he's a quick player. Mm. Maybe there are a few question marks over his final product because we haven't really seen him in that many areas. I think he recorded one of the, the fastest sprints in the Premier yeah. League so far, but it was from a defensive position. And oh, yeah, it, it was a tackle. I did see at Man City he had a, one very very good moment where he looked. He played a quality ball in. Uh, it was just a short pass, and then he made a really nice run as well, which we didn't get the return ball. But it showed a lot of promise, to be honest. On, on Benzer, I just seemed to see him offside a lot, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I can't can goal, Obviously, we knew oh, yeah. what to expect. That I yeah, think voted blue, blue and White Foundation uh, Player of the Year. A player of the month, sorry. Yeah. Um, definitely for me, uh, uh, easily a comfortably a, a mid-level team sheet. Premier League player. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You could expect him to be in the Premier League for several years from now, whether that's with Town or whoever else. He's just looks quality on the ball and off the ball as well. Would we like to comment on the ongoing saga of him versus Lursel? <laughs> No, I think, I think I think that saga's running its course. Yeah. Do you think that's it now, Lursel yeah. back in? I think that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Hamer came in for a lot of criticism when he's put in a difficult situation against uh, Man City. Really, where an underperforming team, and as the goalkeeper's the last man, he had to face the brunt of that. So I feel a bit sorry for him, but what I've seen of him, it he doesn't seem to justify being the number one over Lossel, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Anything else that we that you've picked up on in, in the last few games that you you know you'd one thing I would say about the Cardiff game which I found interesting. You found what, something interesting. I found something <laughs> interesting, yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. It's interesting in, in one of itself. <laughs> but what what we saw in the Cardiff game or what I saw in the Cardiff game was Town putting way more crosses into the box, which I think they've than they've ever done really mm. before, which is what people have been asking for. Mm. Obviously in pre season Steve Mounier scored I think two or three goals and Lauren Dupuach are the same and we've all been asking for them to put more balls into the box just give it to Steve Munier hang it above a defender and he'll bury it and I think in pre-season and uh, at, at points last year we saw that the problem is the only time I've actually seen Town do it was against Cardiff who have Giants. one of the biggest teams yeah. in the league and you know Sean Morrison just nodded everything away all game Yeah. so just I don't know I, my question would be sort of why do we go that route against Cardiff compared to maybe teams, maybe City, like well Everton set pieces against City, but not didn't really get yeah. Them, so. And Everton, it was, it was said that Wagner said in his, his post-match press conference that specifically worked on set pieces and and mm. obviously worked with the the billing goal. Would we like to engage in the billing debate, which seems to be fashionable at the moment? Is is he? Ready to step up to 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 be in that position to be a first. He's shown his choice. usefulness in terms of set pieces. Like he's a big lad in the box, and he can take a long throw in, and then we're Quite getting into sort of like, well, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna say we're getting into the sort of Tony Poolish realm of tactical genius here. Um, but yeah, you know, he has also got good other facets to his game. So he's uh, he's got a shot on him but we don't really see that as much anymore that the long shot against Forrest that he scored that wonder goal is, is distant memory almost now it's been that long since I can remember him actually scoring from a long shot he seems to suffer uh, from the a peculiar English disease he's a victim of it which is that if you uh, 
look a bit languid when you're mm. running around. Like Ertzel yeah, is a classic yeah, example of this. Being lazy. You're accused of being lazy, whether that well, conforms I, I think, to reality or not. Well, I think against Man City, not laziness, but he, he did not put himself about one bit. Uh, which was very disappointing, and I think quite rightly he was criticised for it because at the very least he, he was sort of ducking challenges really, and it, it yeah it didn't look good um, to be honest. And I think it's frustrating that such a big lad isn't bossing the midfield. I think that's that's what people are frustrated about. That's what I, I think um, he needs to take a lot from Adam Moy really. Someone who's he can spread a ball like Adam Moy can, but Adam Moy can also do the the dirty work, dirty work as well. And I think Billing can. So use that. He might be a bit cautious since he was sent off early in his career, maybe a bit overcautious as a result, but I think he needs to find that side again, really. Uh, to be fair, I think he's he's a good football player. On the ball, he, he's excellent. And The first 10 minutes against City in the FA Cup replay last yeah. year when they went 1-0 up to Harry Bunn, he was the one pulling the strings yeah. and you could see what he could do then. I'd quite like to see him play higher up the pitch, actually, in a number 10 role, mm. just to see what he's got, because I, f- I feel like he's got the touch and he's got the vision to be able to do that he's composed as well he's composed yeah for me I think obviously with Jonathan Jonathan Hogg's red card it's been Billing and and Moy and whoever else wants to join them in in that sort of central area part of me would like to stick with Billing and Moy together because I think there's more creativity it's more creativity and it gives you that instead of playing right Jonathan Hogg's going to be here we've got five in defence and then if we play five at the back anyway we've kind of got six mm. if you play two of them there one of them can drop and one of them could go forward because I do think that they can both do it especially Aaron Moy in the deeper areas I certainly I would agree with that particularly if we are playing three at the back mm. I don't think Jonathan Hogg is the right fit for that uh, system I think it's well Williams are we a better fit than Hogg Will, Williams similar is, style yeah, play because he, he actually he's, he's someone who does dare to make those runs forward He's dynamic, he, isn't exactly. he? Exactly, and he, if we're like under the cosh, he's not afraid to go up the go up the pitch and find some space and and, and have the ball passed to him and yeah. relieve pressure. I saw that against West Brom last year, where everyone else was sort of back to the walls and Williams was like go, going behind their centimetre and asking for the ball, and we were able to counter attack. And he had that volley that if it had gone in, it would have been, been the greatest goal. Of all wonder time. goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think if they go three, three across midfield, five at the back, three in midfield, I'd quite like to see Billing Moy and, and Williams start together because I think that'd give them mm. a bit more option. It, it means that any of your three midfielders can go, go forward. forward, yeah, yeah, and then the other two can can drop. That's, I guess, the problem with playing either Jonathan Hogg or on the other side of things, Alex Pritchard, because. Pritchard is an attacking midfielder, Hogg is a defensive midfielder, whereas the other three, mm. bit of everything really. I mean, I've been saying this for a year now, but I still do think if you look at like, like a three-man midfield, we're always one injury away from a crisis in, the, in mm. central midfield. Yeah. We've got Bakuna now, but... Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's got a great shot in him as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, his confidence will be shot now, won't it, as well, yeah. after that. So <laughs> you just hope that he can move past that. Because I thought in pre-season he looked like quite a good yeah. player and, and looked mm. like he had... The temperament as well to. I think we could could learn maybe from the uh, the tale of Oscar Goburn and the, um, the master of the <laughs> two yard sideways pass. Exactly, he used to be a, a complete joke amongst town fans, and um, <laughs> until the eight, moment yeah, against period. Derby where he did. Uh, Brought it down to describe it. Was it like a Rabona or something? It was oh, amazing. But he, he made the Derby play look like a right to do. This is. Harking back to 20, 2015. It was, it was Gabinho. He had that eight-game eight mm. run. God. Yeah, it was. It was. He, he ended up the season absolutely brilliant, and he was. I, I'd say he was solely responsible for a really good run of form for Town back then. Yeah, but 
he started off yeah, being a bit of a joke, which Bakuna, you could argue, might be now after the own goal. Well, he was on Sky Sports anyway. <laughs> goal was voted the best of the round. But the, but I think now he's got such... My point is, and there is a point, that the, the expectations will be that low after that goal. That he, mm. All he has to do now is just plug away and yeah, work hard. He won't be defined by yeah, that. He can get, I reckon he'll go on to be a very good player based on what I've seen so far in, in terms of his work ethic mm. and whatnot. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out where Oscar Goburn is now. I mean, he's at Wraith Rovers oh, last time just, I saw. I'm sure he's retired actually. Unfortunately, the examiner is a is a four G desert. Yeah. So we, we will <laughs> never we'll never know. I've text earlier and it fails. I don't <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> I think you know. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Crystal Palace? Can do. Yeah. So the question I would pose with regards to Crystal Palace and similar teams is should we be targeting three points? Yeah. We'll need three points. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, There's also a question mark over Wilfred Zaha as well. and Mm. Even a question mark, even if he starts and he might not be 100% ready, you think with him not at his best, you've got a chance there. I think if he's not injured before the game, he will be afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) God, don't don't tell Crystal Palace fans that. I went in a Crystal Crystal Palace podcast... And called him Powder Puff. <laughs> I was not, never invited back again, unfortunately. <laughs> Eagles cast on me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they've had a pretty poor start. Um, they've lost three games. I think they lost to they Southampton. They poor against Southampton, to be honest. At home. Yeah. I mean, that was just match today, but the only highlights shown were Southampton chances, who actually looked quite good under Mark Hughes, to be honest. Well, it's because they've got a striker who can't hit a barn door and no one creative yeah. other than Wilfred Zaha. If, yeah. if he's not playing, that's why their record's so bad without because they've got no one else. Yeah. I do think, though, on the day, they, they can turn up. Yeah. And I think well, Hodgson's yeah, in There's certain players. There's, Patrick Van Arnholt I put in there as one of the players that can There's other stuff that. going on at Palace, though, isn't there? So there's mm. the situation with the Holmesdale Ultras. Yeah. They've essentially oh, they're fanatics. Fanatics, yeah. whatever. I don't care. Well, God, they're, they're quite hard, aren't they? I don't want them to listen. Well, to they, they, uh, well, they feel as though I've seen their where... pictures on social media. You know, <laughs> they, they were in the, when, when we went to Palace for the first game last season, glorious day. Um, <laughs> but they, they were in the corner, weren't they? And I think they argued that they needed to be in the centre of the stands mm. to actually have an effect. But he's, he's uh, definitely yeah, had an impact to get people on to, to sing more. Don't yeah, he's yeah. yeah. had an impact on their their home atmosphere, and it's been really noticeable. And there's just a feeling of from they could have had the momentum from last year and carried yeah. that on, but there's not that good feeling there. So I think yeah. if there's any time we want to hit them, Still. we want to hit them yeah. now. And what we need to do is what we've just been talking about from the first whistle. We need to be in the face yeah, yeah. because we know they don't like teams being aggressive with them. Yeah. They, their players don't, their fans don't, their, their coach don't. Well, we I saw mean, that when we beat them three 0 Yeah, we were we, we were being very aggressive with them, and it was sort of borderline. It was like, oh, we we're championship, like yeah. get used to it. And then the, you know that was pretty much what it was like. And the referee after a while stopped bothering giving free <laughs> kicks to them. There's that money. <laughs> That's what we need to do. And then we were just absolutely bullied them. We need to do. But that we, again. we need to do that again. Yeah. You know, in front of a home crowd mm. um, we need to just be at it yeah. from the off and we need to take we need to take the risks that we've not been taking yeah. but um, I think I think Wagner has been making would, sort of similar overtures to that though hasn't he yeah. in his press conference and I would say Pritchard, this is a game for Pritchard yeah. this is a game yeah. where you're going to have some space yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to need someone who's creative 
Um, I think hopefully he's learned from that because, like I said, against Cardiff, it, it wasn't a great tactic playing hanging balls in the air with, with that with that back four. Pritchard would have been perfect for mm-hmm. that game because they'd have had to he'd have drawn out their defenders. And we could play the ball in behind, but uh, I mean, I think the thing for drawing drawing fouls and getting yeah. set pieces yeah. and getting being able to load the box a bit, yeah. and then he'd be able to take a set piece as well. Yeah. But I think I think the thinking there was maybe he's a little lad. Cardiff for a, a team Maybe, of, yeah. of massive guys, but I, I think actually, like you, you want a little guy in those I think situations. he's he's good enough. I'm sure you've seen him against Man City. He was all right handling himself because they've got some yeah. big lads. But he mm. he played actually all right in a, in a, what was a very poor performance for most of the team. He yeah. managed to do all right. Yeah. He's got such a so low center of yes, gravity. Yeah, sorry yeah. that he just he seems to brush people off anyway. So that's why I do it fight with side. Oh my even god! Though, even though I'm actually <laughs> quite tall, it's true though. He is. He's very. What I do, I um, he gets in corners and you can't get him out. What I do, I, I sort of like huddle over like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> And then sort of, so yeah, get a low centre of gravity and people can't get off the ball. So it's basically the same <laughs> as what you've learned from Alex Pritchard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though he's a lot smaller than me, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for me, we need to be going to a back four for this as well. 4 2 3 yeah. one for four, me. Yeah. The, the classic 4 2 3 one, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, back, back to our best. Yeah. yeah. Brighton at home. I, w- I would go for um, Moy and Billing as, as a central midfield pairing. Is Williams back yet? I, if if he was back, I'd pick yeah. him. I, well. I won't throw him straight in though. I won't throw him straight in. I'd go for that central pairing, and then I'd I'd probably go for Van La Parra on the left. Yep. I'd go for Pritchard in the middle. Yep. I'd probably go for Kachunga on the right. I don't I don't know. It's God, like it looks like Ramadan Sobi's going to be back for it as well. Oh, maybe no. Sobi then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd, and I, actually, I I would go for De Quattro in this game. Bit of a bully, a bit more of a bully. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with that. And, and you know, it's, it's not like you look at him and you yeah. think he's a unit, and you think he's there to hold a play. He's not. I mean, that. you saw against Leicester, he can roll a player. He's very intelligent the way he uses when, when he's when he gets his confidence up, and uh, he, he's ready to go. But we see when he's come on this season, he's he takes that one touch too many, maybe, and like he's off balance. Where when he's instinctive, he's, he's mm. really force. He's a bit of a sort of a poor man's Diego Costa. <laughs> Rory has to go and interview these people at some oh, point and just throw out. He can use that. <laughs> if I was described as a poor man's Diego yeah, no, Costa, a then I would, I'd be very happy. <laughs> um, anything else about Palace? How we should set up? What we should go for it? Go for Zaha if he's playing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. I think you just got to keep him. Keep Zaha quiet. Don't you? I think they're they're missing two centre backs as well in Tom, Tompkins, Tompkins and, and Scott Dan. I think. Yeah. So that again another mm. boost for for Town. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just you just want them to go out there, and I don't really care if they have that much of the ball or not. But when, when was the last time we did that? Bournemouth at home. Yeah. Was that the last time we went for it? I tried well, against Swansea, but they. They literally set up like a massive wall against yeah. us, didn't they? I think yeah. Bournemouth was the last time we saw it, but even then, I think we did Pritchard score after about 10 minutes or something. Yeah. The first yeah. goal, and I think that probably helped them as well yeah. open the floodgates a little yeah. bit. And I think they, ch- I remember them changing from a back three to a back four and then to a back three, and they were a bit yeah. confused. Yeah. In fairness, I mean, it's hard to do what we did again. again. We did what we did in the championship because the quality of opposition is a lot better. Mm-hmm. However, the, the Cardiffs. And you create a weakened Crystal Palace side. We, I think, we can do it to a team like that, and we should make the most of those opportunities. Really. So. Yeah, I think there's there's twelve teams in the league that town yeah. can give a really good go at home. Yeah. 
and like obviously you're not going to win many of them you know some of them are just going to have good days but if you can win half a quarter even a quarter of, of those games then you, you're getting on the way to yeah. Yeah. to 30 points 30 40 points so that's touch let's do five minutes of uh, international football Famously, after our World Cup podcast was so successful, <laughs> um, loved it so much. Does that, does anyone uh, care about this? Oh, did anyone watch Wales? No. Yes, I did. They looked really Wales, good, didn't yeah, they? Wales were really good. Ryan Giggs is a genius. That's what I said well, from that. Um, England tonight is it? Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> against Spain. I don't, I don't watch. Yeah, uh, Spain. Could anybody uh, like to do our listeners uh, a favour or? or Perhaps the opposite, and explain what this Nations League is. I actually know this. Go on, go on. So, the Nations League is split up into, I think, six divisions from A to F. Right. Just making sure F is the sixth level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There are a certain amount, I think there are nine teams in each division, and then those divisions, again, are split into three team groups. (laughs) In terms of seedings. So, in your nine, you'll have three from pot A three from pot B three from pot C then those three will play matches against each other I I think it's home and away both times the winner of the group goes into like the finals sort of thing and then the winner or the top however many of that get a place at the Euros the loser then goes drops down the divisions in their league and so it should basically have people rolling up and down the whole thing the whole time if that what, made any sense. How does this relate to qualification? You could because if you get to the finals, you can qualify for right. the Euros, not for the World Cup though. I don't think this has anything. Okay, to World Cup, but I don't know if it holds also more sort of power in the world rankings because right. competitive matches have yeah, more competitive matches, sort of yeah. linked to them. I don't, I don't they've really. done it so like all the European teams are high world ranking or something like that. I, they've basically done it to make sure that the European teams are playing other good European teams yeah, and right, people are playing. Okay. Teams of their standard. Mm. Um, I enjoy I enjoy a, a trouncing of San Marino. Now. Yeah, exactly. It makes you feel good about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the country needs something to yeah. hold on to. In these Never seen Lithuania on the TV before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you get one of those nice little things where they kind of do a sort of history piece and a travel piece yeah. on the country. You know, mm. you know, Going France. We all know about France. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So no one's really bothered about international football then. No. In reality, I'm not, I I don't. Care. Do no, you care? No, no. Right, well, on that no. utterly depressing note, thank <laughs> you. Apologise for not laughing at your intro thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. You'd already told me it in the car, that's no, when I actually did laugh. And then tell you sat on that for weeks. <laughs> we'll cut that out. We'll, we'll cut this bit out. As we all know, none of us can be bothered editing it. So, all right. Well, um, thank you to Alistair for his last appearance on <laughs> the Utopia podcast. I'm looking forward to whoever we've got on next time. Feel free to, if you want to come on, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed yourself, feel free to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. You've been setting that little trap, haven't you? <laughs> no. For so long. If you didn't, there's probably something wrong with you. So yeah, until next time, try and live keep your life the fit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>